Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Global Premier Football Show. And uh, joined with me today is my, my dear friend, um, Christian. Christian is located in New York, and uh, I'm your host, Coach Chidi. So today we're going to look at the review of this weekend's Premier League games. It has been a game of mixed uh, reactions and fortunes for some clubs and um, a game to remember for some other clubs. Some clubs are flying, some others are still scrambling. So Chris, uh, before we go into it, um, I'll just give a rundown through the, the, um, through the fixtures today and then we'll see. Um, then we'll talk about Chelsea, obviously, and we'll talk about uh, uh, Leicester and Manchester City. And also I want to touch on uh, Newcastle United. Um, but here are the results. So today, Leicester started with Man City playing away at the Foxes, and uh, it was Leicester 0, Man City 1. Uh, Bournemouth 2, Tottenham Hotspur 3. Brentford 1, Wolverhampton 1. Brighton 4, Chelsea 1. Crystal Palace 1, Southampton 0. Newcastle 4, Aston Villa Zero Fulham and Everton played a barren draw, zero zero. And as we are speaking right now, Liverpool is finding it difficult to break down Leeds United, and they are currently playing one one. And then sixty third minutes. So Chris, um, let's look at the first game of the weekend, which was Leicester City against Manchester City. What what were your thoughts? What you know, Haaland was not playing. And um, Kyle Walker is not playing for, for Man City, but Man City managed to get away with 1-0. What do you think about that game? Oh, thank you for having me. And, and so, honestly, I'm not a Manchester City fan, but I must confess, Manchester City are on another level. I can't even deny it. They have a complete squad. They have, they have a team that is... That is focused. They have a play pattern. They 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 just going rampant. Even without the beast guy, um, Haaland, they are on full, you know, firing on full squad. So, um, I don't even know what to say right now. Man City is the team to beat, and they got it all right. Um, I give it to them. They deserve the win. Yeah, I I agree with you, Chris. Because um, when Man City plays, you see that their game pattern is really outlined. It's it's. You see the structure that they are playing with and under them, you know, you just see the pattern of play. You see what they want to achieve in a game. But again, let's not only, let's not be signed, you know, let's not be blindsided by just Man City. Let's look at Leicester City today. Leicester City showed, I think they, they, they were resilient. Uh, they, you know, they played a back three with their two full wing backs dropping and making it a back five. And when they had chance, they went forward. Now, Man City had possession of the ball. There were situations in the game when Man City had 96% possession of the ball. And, but still, they could not break down a resilient Leicester City. Leicester City considered a goal just by Kevin De Bruyne's free kick. So, in this case, what, I mean, you see, you, see Man, you see Man City playing, but what do you think of their opposition, which is Leicester City in this case, and how they stayed strong 
even they could have got an equalizer when um uh what's it called again Tillemans, you know hits that one time strike that Edison had to Edison had to part over the you know um over the over the bar so what do you make of Leicester City? They're, your your Nigerian brothers are not playing, honestly speaking. Uh, Ndidi is on the bench. Hanacho just came on. What do you make of Leicester City and their struggle so far this season? Yeah, so um, Leicester City, they played a really, they had a really good game um, today. They were very resilient, like you said. But once again, um, a good coach actually knows when to play a player at what time. Vardy is a good guy any day. But you don't play Vardy in every kind of game. There are some games you have to take another approach. I didn't see that game as a Vardy game. I saw that game as a game where you should have brought Kalechi and Hanacho earlier on. Um, I don't. I know, I know he's not the best right now, but his speed, his ability to to drop down in the midfield, you know, gives an edge with what Man City had to offer. And once again, I'm not always just pushing it to Manchester City, but this was a game that was differentiated by absolute genius. You know, that free kick from Kevin De Bruyne was, was the difference between the teams. So once again, you need to have that edge. You need to have that moment when your real stars step up to the game and, and give you the game. So unfortunately for Leicester City, they were a good side. They defended really well, but they did not have that cutting edge to see it through. And the absolute um, genius um, free kick from Kevin De Bruyne um, said the difference. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He made a very he made the whole difference in the game, and actually he was the man of the match, followed by uh, you know Madison and then the the Leicester City goalkeeper who was also outstanding in his performance today. But yeah, when when you look at Man City, you look at Kevin De Bruyne. You know, I, I think Kevin De Bruyne reminds me of Zidane as he's getting older, he's getting better, stronger, more physical, can hold off one, two, three defenders can still run, can still sprint, you know, and no wonder, I mean, he is the most intelligent central midfielder, you know, in, in English Premier League and maybe in the whole world for now for me because of the way he plays the game, the way he carries the team. His work ethic is not even, you can't even write that off besides his ability to, to you know, to see long-range, you know, passes, find passes, create opportunities, crosses, like he, he's, he, when he crosses the boys, like the best in doing the business. So again, as you mentioned, going back to Leicester, you know, that's not a Vardy game. Vardy, you know, it's not, um, I mean, there are some points in the game where you just have to get rid of Vardy, you know, not to get rid of him out of the team, but, you know, substitute him, which in this case, I mean, maybe it came late, but as well, you saw when Kelechi entered, he was able to provide something that I think Man City, uh, sorry, Leicester City, we are, we are lacking, which is a little bit of a link-up play between the midfield and the, and the attack. Anyway, that, that's all for that because, I mean, Man City is flying high. Arsenal is actually doing good, but Man City is keeping them on their toes, which means anytime they slip off, Man City is on top. And once Man City goes on top, the rest is always like history, but I don't know who can catch them this season, honestly speaking. Anyway, let's move on to the next game that we're going to talk about. And that is the game that has gotten every Chelsea fan, you and I inclusive, you know, 
I don't know if I have a feeling of anger or, you know, I mean, very, very disappointed with Chelsea's performance today. Uh, I don't see anything that has changed in terms of defensive organization with Chelsea. Let's look, before we, let's talk about Chelsea. Let's look at this team today. Let's look at the lineup, okay? This team lined up with Kepa in goal, uh, playing Brighton, you know, lined up with Kepa in goal, Thiago, Chaloba, and Kukurela. I will always say this, Kukurela is not the left center back, no matter what people think. I don't, I don't ever see him as a left center back. You can say whatever you want to say, anyone else. Anyway, let me, let me finish up with the lineup, okay? Pulisic, wing back. Loftus-Cheek and Kovacic playing central midfield. Sterling, wing back on the left. Gallagher and Mount, central midfield, attacking central midfield with Kai Havertz in the forefront. No recognized center forward. And you had Aubameyang and Roger on the bench, wasting. The same thing that we were beckoning on when, um, when uh, the former coach was there, Thomas Tuchel, that we need a center forward. Now we've got two center strikers, center forwards, and we had them on the bench today. And we had Gallagher and Mount and Havertz trying to spearhead our attack against a very strong Brighton team. Let's look at Brighton's lineup here. Brighton lined up in a 4-2-3-1 formation with Gross, Webster, Dunk, Estupinian, Caicedo, Macalista, March, Lalana, Mitoma, and Trossard. These guys were torment they were tormentors in the flesh for Chelsea today. They were they destroyed Chelsea defensively in creating and in the attack. What can you say? Tell me what are you feeling right now about Chelsea? Honestly, um, watching Chelsea today was a pain. Like it was a pain to watch my darling team play like I was talking to a friend today and he was like, Chelsea are playing like a headless chicken. And that's the, the word to describe it. There was no, no, it didn't look like they had a formation. It looked like a team that had no um, drive. And I, I was so disappointed with the lineup, you know, like you said, um, looking at the lineup, I, I knew it was, a, it was a recipe for disaster. I knew that was not the game for Loftus-Cheek to sit in the midfield. You know, it was not a game um, where we didn't need us. Brighton has a way of playing, even while um, the former coach, which is now the Chelsea coach, was there. They have a way to play. They they play intense football. And the only difference between then and now is that they were not scoring goals. Unfortunately, now he's found that piece. You know, they're scoring goals. So it was going to be a difficult game. And you start a difficult game from the back. You start a difficult game with our main strikers on the bench. You know, from the onset, from the kick of the ball, Brighton wanted it more. They were more hungry. They were more forceful. They were more determined. They want most of the balls in the midfield. We had a lot of loose belt balls without direction. So, I mean, I'm not going to pick out one player in Chelsea to blame. I will blame the whole team because everybody today was a disaster. I'm sorry to say, I don't know what's going on. Are they trying to save their, themselves for the World Cup, not to get injured? I don't know if I, I, I'm allowed to say that. But he, there was no drive in the Chelsea team. I was so disappointed watching the Chelsea team. Yeah, let, let, let me come in there a little bit because you mentioned the, uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek in central midfield with Kovacic. Now, I have a friend, again, who we've always argued this, you know, about Loftus-Cheek playing in central midfield and um, with Kovacic. You know, he, he's always told me that 
Ruben Loftus Cheek is not a player to play for Chelsea in the central midfield. For me, at 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 some level, I disagree because of the physical presence that Ruben Loftus Cheek brings in the central midfield, and that is why I think he should play in central midfield for Chelsea. But again, my problem is that we keep playing a back three and the the supporting wing backs they do not have the personality the qualities to play as wing backs in any way in any form so when you have wing backs that have no characteristics of a normal of a of a natural wing back remember when Conte switched to a wing back when he was Chelsea coach who were on his right he had Victor Moses on his right he had Alonso on the left these guys we are going back and forth like machines fighting hard winning tackles going up putting crosses scoring goals still defending you don't you look at their physique look at the ability to sprint look at the ability to go forward and come back you don't find that in sterling you don't find that in pulisic it doesn't mean that they are not good players but they are not players made to play as wing backs so anytime you play this these two players as wing backs and the opposition sees them they will invite them they are you just inviting the opposition to exploit the wing back area if you see on the goals that we considered from the right and from the left now you might argue oh in the midfield we don't have this we don't have that we are not creating in the midfield but when if the opposition always play to the wings always play to the wings you will be dragging the central midfielders out of position and once you do that because the wing backs do not have what it takes to defend there was a ball that came into the box Sterling was gaping at the ball instead of closing down on this guy i think it was a stupinian the ball was going to he was watching him he controlled the ball and he had a shot i was like Sterling, are you not a wing back why are you not closing up that space like as you say, it might be because they are saving themselves for the World Cup. But come on, this is Chelsea. We are not meant to be playing this. I think now, my friend again, he would say, "Oh, Chelsea cannot play back to you with, I mean, a back four rather, with two central defenders and uh, you know the 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 fullbacks because Thiago Silva is old." I said, "No, I don't agree with that." I'd prefer this current team is not a team that is built to play with back three and wing backs because we don't have the characteristics of those players. Instead, you can play back four, play two holding midfielders, play one attacking midfielder, play two wingers, and then play central striker, which should be Aubameyang or Broja. No more any of this rubbish... Uh, um, Force nine stop because we don't we are not creating anything even when we play force nine there is no physical presence. So so sometimes I still wonder what you said is just the right thing. The formation is not working. I mean we played better under Tom Thomas Tuncho than what I have seen in the past three games. This formation is not working with the current players we have. It is evident, like you said, Sterling is not a wing back. Sterling does not know the, the things wingbacks do, does. Sterling is not a wingback. Now, he I has no idea of what it means to defend. That's to defend. The more, more of the likes of Ziyech playing in his natural role, like an attacking right winger, you know, to, he, he has a lot to offer. 
He's sitting on the bench. I want to see the likes of Havertz not playing a center forward where we have two big strikers. We have we can play a four for two. We can play a four two three one where we 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 can use these guys to the most of their ability. When we had William and Hazard, we played this system and it worked perfectly. And all we need to do is, you know, I'm not a coach, but it's it's just um so sad watching my team play like we have no potential. We have the likes of ZH, we have the likes of um Amount who can play in, uh, in the in the attacking and striker the position. position midfield position behind Borja or Obama Yang, and then we have a Sterling who can always, you know, float around the left or the right wing behind a striker. We have all that, but no, we're doing the wing-back thing. It's not useful, but by the time it's 60 minutes of the game, they're tired. They're, they, 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 they're gassing out because that is not their natural thing. So, yeah. I feel like there should, be a, there should be a switch information and strategy. Uh, honestly speaking, I, I you know, what's what, what uh, Graham Porter did today, he just repeated the mistakes of the past three games. And I keep wondering, doesn't he see these mistakes? Don't they do video analysis with him to see what's going on? Or is it that, I mean, because when you play, I was watching Leicester City today. And the reason why they made it very difficult for Man City to penetrate and to score goals from open play was because when they are defending, their wing backs drop deep. And when they drop, they stay. And they play, and they, when they stay, you do, you will just if you watch horizontally, you will see a back five, complete back five. Then the four midfielders will drop in two, and you see like a back five and a four, and then a one in front, which in this case was Vardy at the time that he was doing that, but not in Chelsea. I do not see. My problem is this with this current team and this system is that I do not see. A defensive organization when we are out of possession. I don't see that. And that is my problem with, uh, I almost call him Harry Potter, Graham Potter. <laughs> That's my problem. I don't see any defensive organization when we are out of possession. Because these are the phases of the play. When you're on possession of the ball or when you don't have possession, what do you do? When you're not attacking, you defend it. And when you're not, def when you're not defending, you attack it. I don't see any cohesion. I don't... Thiago Silva was out of sorts today. He was like panicking. He, he, I mean, because they were pressing very high and there was not enough movement. And then we can't even play long balls for these guys to chase because everyone wants to ball on his feet. Everyone wants to dribble. Everyone wants to do one or two things. I'm like, what is going on with this team? I feel like we have never missed we have never missed an Ngolo Kante before like we're doing right now. Exactly. Y yes. This is the time that we need an Ngolo Kante in that midfield. Like what happened today? We needed a sit down Ngolo Kante in that midfield. We needed someone who was going to command. Love to stick tried to do it, but that's not him. He's not the this, quickest. Yeah. Him. No. Because uh, he's an eight. He's not a six. Now another thing. Let me ask. Why do you think that Zakaria? It's not playing. The guy that the, came from Juventus on loan. The same reason and the same question I'm asking why Ziyech. Well, we are not the coach. The coach sees them every day in training. Me and you, we can only watch the game when we watch the game. But you don't know what's going on behind the board. You don't know what's going on in training. Maybe he's not match fit. Maybe he's not fitting into the coach's um, strategy. But I feel like um, this should be uh, just like the way they gave um, Gallagher. They're giving Gallagher a chance. And this other kid, Chukomeka, who played the last two games, I feel yeah. like the life of Zakaria should be brought into the team. 
looking at his track record, looking at what he has done. I don't know what the problem is, if he's injured or he's not fit for the game. But I, I, I'm looking forward to see a, 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 a game where we can rest uh, some of those other guys and, and move forward with um, the future of Chelsea. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. He should be given a chance. At least he has not even gotten one minute. I've not seen him. One minute. Yeah, I don't one know. Minute. I, I was like, and, he's I don't a, know. So, and he's a holding midfielder. Yeah. He's a holding midfielder. Now, you talked about N'Golo Kante. You know, I, 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 was telling, I was telling my friend, you know, I was just speaking with him. Uh, and I said to him, why N'Golo Kante is suffering right now is because we have overused him. I think Chelsea has abused N'Golo Kante. We have abused him that he is suffering from the, the, the lack of rest, rushing him back instead of allowing him to completely heal. And then we are talking of not giving him or renewing his contract. That is completely abuse of player. I would say that. Because right now, what I think is you have to manage N'Golo Kante properly. And if you switch formation, you switch a formation where he plays only as a number six. Let the rest do the job of carrying the ball forward. Because that was what he was doing in Leicester. He wins the ball. He gets it. They were playing a 4-4-2 which is a balance, the, the classic 4-4-2 of, you know, about, that's, the, that's, the, that's the formation that has the most balance, you know, you know of, of formations and, and personnel on the pitch. So if we're playing N'Golo Kante, you put, sit him as a number six. You have someone else who is also able to make some runs and dashing runs forward. But if he's the one that will win the ball and then push forward and then run back again, he will wear out. So I, I see. I see the, the best midfielders we have right now. If there was an Angola Kante, is a Kovacic. Kovacic is like today he stood out. Unfortunately, his, his best was not good enough for the team. But a Kovacic and an Angola Kante in a four for two would make more sense for me. Or if you don't have a Kovacic there, you have a Jorginho sitting with N'Golo Kante to give us a little bit of stability, and then we can utilize the the, the speed the and the, Hazard and Ziyech and Pulisic in the other wings, you know, and then we, we, we have to play purposeful football. I don't let, know what's let, let me ask you, because on the bench we had we had Ben Chiwell and Aspilicueta. Why don't this guy play back four? Or even if he's playing a back three, play Aspilicueta instead of Mark Cucurella? Must we look to have a left centre back who uses his left foot or who is a natural lefty because Kukurela, we brought him because of what he gives in the attack. Chelsea did not sign Kukurela because of what he gives in the defense because he's an over, he is an attacking left back or attacking wing back. And that was where he stood out at Brighton and what made Chelsea buy him. So why are we buying him? And instead of making, maybe if I, if I was there, you know, play Aspie, play Chaloba and play Thiago Silva, and then Cucurella plays left wing back. If I'm subbing him, I'm bringing Chiwell on the left wing back again. Now for the right wing back, I need to find some other player. I don't mind going to the reserves, to the under 23s, to find a young player who can run up and down because not Pulisic can do it, not Telling can do it, not... Um, Mount can do it. Kai Havertz cannot do it. You, or you just switch formation. Find a different formation that will work for the team. Because this thing we are doing right now, 
There's this guy we got from Le Leicester City. I think he got injured. What was his name? The the the, the dark skin guy from Leicester oh. City. Wesley Fofana. I think Fofana will do a good job running the wings on the right. He's a he's a natural center back. He's not even a like, he's not a wing back. He's if there's any that, I mean, uh, um, Moses was not a, a left wing back, a right wing back. Moses yeah, was a striker. Moses was an, Moses oh. was an attacker. So yeah. Moses being an attacker, I mean, he has that quality. They, they, and I think also, I think Antonio Conte, of all the coaches that have been playing this formation in England, he is the only coach who knows this formation in and out. The rest are doing trial and error. Simple. Because it's not working for them. It You're is right. not working for them. Brighton played it on the quarter. They were not scoring goals. The Zerbi, the new uh, Brighton coach, came in, switched it. He's playing 4-2-3-1. And Trostad has been banging goals in and out all this while since, since this new coach came in. It's like, what? Only Antonio Conte knows this formation in and out. So why are these other coaches doing trial and error with these sports or with the teams? Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate that they try something. You only market something you have the, the, the players for, right? You look up on Brighton today. At a point, Brighton, we are playing 4-2-4. Four four. They had us four. If you, when, they, when they go in on attack, they turn to a 4-2-4. Four four. You see the two wingers and the two strikers are moving. They, they outnumber us in attack. And yeah. when they go back, they, they fall back to the ship. But when they go in, they do a 4-2-4. Four four. I expect Chelsea to do something like that. With a Sterling that has such a speed, with a Kai Havertz, you know, we can utilize them in the right position. We can use a, a policy. And then we can use an Obama Young or an Obauger, you know, Obauger the way we should be using them. I, I feel like they should go back and watch our last two games because there's been no difference from what they played in the last two games in the Champions League. I mean, winning in the Champions League was a bonus. They didn't deserve, Chelsea didn't deserve to win that game. It was just a bonus. You know, we didn't play yeah. that good. You know, yeah. so last two, three games I watched Chelsea, it was the same thing. So I feel like the, they should go back to the drawing board and find a solution. So we don't, we, we it's still, it's still, um, we still have a lot of time in the season to correct those things. Once you well, cross the, the mark in December and it seems like Manchester City go to the forefront, forget it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, anyway, I just, uh, for me personally, my, my conclusion on this is that I'm not yet uh, on the, on the bandwagon with uh, Graham Porter as a Chelsea coach. I have my doubts a lot uh, of his coaching strategy because right now coaching a team like Chelsea, you don't have all the time. Even if he, he I know he was given a five-year contract, you know, and um, I think right now we're going to learn how to lose because before we don't, we, we never knew how to lose, right? So we're going to learn how to lose. And uh, hopefully we don't become a Manchester United and, um, and Man City will just uh, become a Bayern Munich of England and they are winning all the league titles and they are going forward with it because this three on the bounce with Pep, you know, and um, he's, uh, it seems that he's not looking backward, you know. Anyway, the, the, next, the other team that I want to you know, touch on a little bit here is Newcastle United is becoming a powerhouse. What are your thoughts? And... Uh, we wrap up with this. Listen, I've, I've, I've always, I've looked forward to Newcastle United breaking that bound. After the takeover of Newcastle United, I look forward to see 
what the transformation will be. I was hoping to see big name players go to Newcastle United, but I must give it to the, the, the squad. I must give it to the coaches. They've done a terrific job with what they have. With just a little bit of impute to the team, they did so much work in such a short time that mm-hmm. they are playing like a team that's, you know, looking for the top six, yeah. which I thought taking the next two years, like when Chelsea was, you know, when, when some other teams were taking over, it took them a while to get there. Mm-hmm. I see a, a quick New, a Newcastle United are having a quick one. Imagine a Newcastle United bringing in three, four quality players with the financial powers they have and what they're doing now. They're going to be stable in the top four. That's why I'm afraid for the likes of Chelsea, where yeah. we think we can go with the name we have. No, there are teams that are more hungry. <laughs> they have financial power now. So we got to yeah. be careful. Give yes. it to Newcastle yes, yes, they, they are doing. And just an update of this, uh, Liverpool is losing at home to Leeds United. Wow! See, <laughs> that's, that's I, I I think it's it's I mean it, it's uh, it's um, it's going to be a terrifying season for most of the big boys. Uh, it will be a season for them to to forget. Chelsea will be one of those. I'm not sure if we if we continue playing like this, we'll not finish top four. And when we don't finish top four, Graham Porter will never love it being a Chelsea coach because the fans will be on him. And uh, uh, and I'm sure we need to also do some some you know changes in in playing personnel. We need to get a new backup for 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 Rhys James. You know he's the only one. One now he's out. Kante is out, and the team is suffering. Anyway, last thoughts tomorrow. Arsenal plays Tottenham. Uh, sorry, Arsenal plays Nottingham Forest, uh, and. Um, yeah, I think that's all we have. Uh, looking at the, the the rest of the fixtures for this particular um, for this particular day, Man United will be playing West Ham. Just to wrap it up quickly, what are your predictions? Arsenal, Nottingham Forest, and Man United, West Ham. Yes, I, I will. I will give it. Arsenal playing one of the the best football right now, so I will still give it to Arsenal at two zero win. Um, against Nottingham Forest. I know Nottingham Forest did a great job in their last game and all that. You know, I think it was against Liverpool. Um, but I, I believe Arsenal have the like they have the firepower with Gabriel Jesus right now, you know, and what they, the way they're playing, I think they will go all the way to win it tomorrow. What about Manchester United playing Western? Manchester United also the same thing I would say they have picked up from you know uh, weeks of you know falling behind and with the Cristiano Ronaldo issue being you know put under the table I think they're making headways as a team and you know and they're moving forward they're playing better there's more you know connection between the midfield and the attack and they play on a more um, flowing football okay. so yeah. I think they're both going to record a win in the in the in tomorrow's game. So you say Arsenal T. Well, I will give Arsenal a 3-1 win over Nottingham. And for Man United and West Ham, I think it's going to be a tie. Well, <laughs> that's all we have for you guys now. Thank you very much for tuning in. Wherever you are, click the like button and share with your friends. Subscribe. If you've not subscribed, click the bell button so that whenever we release new content, you will be the first to know. Thank you very much for watching and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Bye for now. Thank you.